Hey guys, welcome to the e-commerce paradise podcast. This is your host Trevor and I'm with a special guest today. His name is Leo. Welcome to the podcast, Leo. Hey, thanks for having me. Sure. Leo is a uh, Amazon FBA expert, guys, and he has been doing this for a long time, but I won't steal his thunder. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself to the, to the audience, Leo, and let us know uh, what you're all about. Cool. Uh, I'm Leo Piero, and uh, P-I-E-R-O, and I'm from New Jersey, originally from New York City. I uh, started doing iTicket Ecom about four or five years ago, and uh, it's kind of like I evolved into Amazon and building a brand online and whatnot. I took also some uh, some of that money that I made and I started reinvesting in real estate locally. Uh, so uh, that's pretty much it. Pretty cool, man. Um, yeah. So what got you into high ticket ecom in the first place? Um, how did you make the transition to that from like a normal? Um, you know what it was? I I started selling a lot of uh, stuff on eBay back in the '90s. Believe it or not, it's crazy. I've been on eBay like I think like 26 years, which is insane. I call up eBay and the lady, you know, usually the VAs on the phone, they're like, oh my God, you've been on eBay so long. So eBay is kind of one of like the coolest platforms. They're like, really, they want to help you. You're not the enemy. Like a lot of these other, you know, marketplaces that you call up, like, you know, you don't really, not really nice to you and they don't bend the rules, but eBay is pretty cool. So uh, back in the nineties, like we didn't have smartphones uh so i used to just take a regular digital these were the days like the digital cameras just came out and we had like cards or like these really big like cards you know like and uh, they weren't even sd cards i don't even remember what they were called ssid cards something like that and uh i would go to i would put ads in the newspaper uh looking for like robot toys i wouldn't say transformers or anything like that because they used to sell transformers on ebay and ebay just came out i think in like 98 and I used to put ads out there. I'd go to like, you know, flea markets, a little bit of what like Gary Vee's doing now. Like he's like, tell, he's, he's doing like a vlog. He's telling people, yeah, you know, you can make a hundred thousand a year selling stuff. Like I did, like now it's really easy because all you do is cross-reference the products. Like back in the nineties was difficult because it was the beginning. You know, you got to get a USB cable, hook it up to the computer, download the photos like it was a task like the form for ebay was huge it was like two pages there were subcategories like now it's easy you have an app you upload it you find a symbol and you're done right so back then it was difficult and uh i started selling toys you go to people's houses buy their toys um and i was doing i was making some really good money like like really good money because you know I was at that point that the 80s were over. People were looking for like toys in the 80s and it was like the late 90s. So I hit, I hit it like really well, you know. Um, and uh, the internet was in its infancy, really. Uh, no one was really online, you know. This was like the days of AOL, you know, and dial-up. So uh, it was a fun time. So I started doing eBay. I was, I was an eBay guy. It was the first, you know, way to get on. And then I, I transitioned into buying cars that were like smacked up and totaled because my friend had a body shop. So he's like, Hey, I got this BMW. You want it? So I started, I, I told her, I towed to my driveway. I had like a three car garage driveway, which is like a, it's like a unicorn in Brooklyn. Cause I lived in Brooklyn and I started taking parts off the car and throwing them on eBay. And again, these were cars from the eighties and I was in the nineties. So these parts were hard to come by and people weren't really selling that stuff on eBay at the time. So I kind of like saw ahead of the curve and I really started accumulating some money. And then I started flipping cars, getting, getting into bigger things. And then I met my wife in like 2002 and we moved to New Jersey. And, uh, and then I kind of, I kept doing it, but 
you know, my wife and I, we traveled, you know, we were enjoying ourselves. Um, I was fixing my house up and uh, I kind of stopped selling stuff online until my wife was like, hey, you know, why don't you stop hacking and doing stuff like that online and make money and, and clean the garage out? So I started doing that as well. And uh, I got addicted. I had, no joke, I had about, because when I started flipping cars, I started fixing them. So like painting, I taught myself how to paint. And, uh, you know, because I'm a big car guy. And um, basically, I started selling all my tools because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to paint the car anymore. Like, I'm too old for that. I don't have time. You know, I'll just pay someone to do it. And, uh, you know, it was fun when I was young. But now I'm like, I got things going on. And um, and I was making like two, $3,000. Like, my old like auto tools like to, to paint were like worth more than what I bought them for. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So I would sell like a, like a, like a, one of those painting guns and they were expensive. They were like 700 bucks. I'm like, wow, this would be cool if I sold products that were $700 and I made like some good profit. So I started Googling online, like how to make money online. Like everyone else does, right? Like everyone does that. They're like, Oh, I like Googled how to make money online. So, um, I found the drop tipping course and I kind of learned like the bones of it, but it really didn't teach me about like eBay and everything was like, no, you don't want to go on eBay. You don't want to go on Amazon. You just want to like build a store. I kind of made it work because like the niches that I picked were like extremely competitive. So I started like drop shipping on eBay and I started making money and I got a taste of it, you know? So then my store did really well because then I hired VAs and, it just got really big, and then I hit like two and a half million dollars one year in revenue. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Like all these people talking about Amazon—that's fifty percent of sales online. You know, I got to get on Amazon and start a private label brand. So I did that about a year ago, and now I hit like seven figures doing an Amazon brand. And I'm actually what I'm doing is I'm trying to get a lot of influencers to get my product. So I don't have to worry about Amazon because I really hate Amazon. Like it's a love hate relationship. I hate the fact that people go on there and they make it just so easy to be like, Hey, you're going to get a product. You're going to list it on there. Like, I don't want a product. I want, I want a brand like, you know, Louis Vuitton or like, you know, Nike, like people are not looking just for a product. They're looking for an experience, you know? So that's what I'm trying to do now. And it's working pretty good. Like my brand's growing pretty well. And I'm looking to do something like that. And, and I have a lot of friends across the world. And uh, one friend of mine, he's pretty good at that. He's in the supplement industry. And, um, you know, he was like, he knows exactly, you know, he's been around for like 20 years. He knows the ups and downs. And he's like, you know, him, him and his kids, they really did a lot of, uh, um, you know, brands themselves. They got tons of stores. So, um, you know, I'm working with him and, you know, it's, it's doing pretty good. And the only problem is actually importing products from China. That's like the, that's the, you know, you got to stay like two months ahead of the curve, you know, and now there's Chinese New Year. So that kind of like three weeks is like dead in the water. So the Amazon thing is really, really interesting. It's, um, it's a lot, it's very different than just drop shipping. I think that if you can build the brand and not worry about Amazon closing down, like you're good. Like, you know, you'll be like FUBU and, and, and Nike and Reebok and you don't have to worry about that. You'll have the demand. People will want your product. Like drop shipping is great. I love drop shipping. It is the best way to get in and actually make money. And I still have drop shipping stores. I actually have, you know, two drop, three drop shipping stores and um, two Amazon accounts. 
Um, and it's like, it's really, really good. I actually linked one of my Amazon accounts in my dropshipping store because a lot of people like to look you up. Like people are, customers are funny. They want to see if you're on Amazon, if you're on Wayfair, if you're here, if you're there, who are you? They'll look you up. They'll do Google searches, look at, you know, social proof. So uh, it, it's, 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 it's been, uh, it's, it's almost like e-commerce evolution, you know, like you start out and do a little dropshipping and then you're like, you're like, Hey, this is good, but I kind of want to like really blow up and do eight figures. So it's, it's interesting. You don't, you never get bored. Let's put it that way. And, and then Amazon just keeps changing. Like they just don't, they don't, um, they don't just get stagnant. You know, they're pretty much the innovators, you know, they're testing, you know, what color is the checkout button? Like every time you go on Amazon, something's going on. Like the other day, my sales dropped 50% because they're, they were actually testing out, you know, the actual layout. They're merging like the vendor, vendor, vendor central and seller central. And they're, Sometimes you'll log in and you'll see the grid. Like you'll have like four products across and then sometimes you'll log in and you'll see like, you know, just one product across like eBay, you know? So they're always tweaking things. They're always testing. That's what I, that's, it's a love hate relationship is what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. I used to sell on Amazon a little bit back in the day. Definitely can uh, agree with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of things tough. I love about Amazon, but a lot of things I don't too. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like how people just come in and then they undercut you. Like I want just the most expensive product. I kind of want to be a boutique type of product. I want to charge a little bit more and I want stellar reviews. You know, I don't want to be that Chinese seller, you know, because I have Chinese sellers. They'll just jump in and they'll um, try to like, you know, muscle you out. Um, so you kind of got to, you know, really have a good strategy you know? and you got to have a good team. Like I have an awesome I have an awesome team. I have uh, about, you know, seven different VAs that work for me on all of my stores. They're all, they've been working for me for more than like two years. And um, they're just such good people. They're mostly from the Philippines. Um, and I, I really wouldn't be where I am without them, honestly, you know. Yeah, I agree 100%. Having people on your team really helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're really like an asset to me, honestly. Like I have uh, one of my VAs and, you know, she's like like my right-hand man. She's amazing. Like I'll just send her a message, take care of this, take care of that. She's there for me. She knows what to do. Like literally she found out that Amazon was charging us $5 more per product and there was 650 orders. So Amazon owes us like four grand. She literally found that out. She's like, oh, they were overcharging us. So now, you know, we're getting the money back. So you got to watch out with things like that too, because Amazon kind of like, uh, you know, when you start getting, doing so many things, so many stores, so many businesses, it's like, you know, you need people to help you. You just can't do it by yourself. It's just impossible. Yep. I agree hundred percent on that too. Um, so if someone wants to get started with Amazon FBA, I mean, you've already kind of like dropped tons of you know, strategic knowledge bombs here, people that, um, want to succeed with Amazon and that's awesome. But how do you go about getting started? It's a pretty simple process. Um, can you just outline that really quick for the audience? Yeah, you, all you need to do, depending on what country you're in, usually obviously in, in the United States, um, you need an EIN number. You have to form a company, you know, an LLC. Um, you could do a single member LLC. You could start as a sole proprietor, honestly. That's the easiest way. And then you can kind of, you know, switch over. Um, I started as a sole proprietor and then I kind of went over to a corporation and I went over to an LLC and then I went over to a limited partnership, depending on, you know, who really, uh, you know, starts to uh, uh, give you some financial and business uh, advice. I actually have uh, Russell Brunson's dad, Ross Brunson. He's, given, he's an accountant. Um, him. 
and he uh, he really knows his stuff. And obviously, you know, Russell's crushing it. So he uh, he does all my bookkeeping, and he took care of all my uh, you know entity creations. Um, and uh, I learned a lot about how you know the big players establish their uh, their businesses. You know, it's important to have a business structure because. You know, you don't want to set up your business incorrectly and then someone comes along and sues you or something happens. So uh, that's the first thing you need to do. I don't want to get off track, but um, you need to make sure you have an entity, an EIN number, and then you go to, to type in, you know, set up a seller account. And you set up a seller account with a unique, pa a unique email address that's just for that um, account. Now, the account you use to purchase and the account you use to, to sell are two different accounts. Uh, I would not use the same uh, email for both of them. Always use a separate email. And um, then you need to, you know, after you set up your account, you're pretty much set up um, because you only have to enter your bank account. You need a bank account number uh, that's, you know, affiliated with your EIN number for your business. Um, and then you just really need to start the uh, research process. And there's a lot of tools that you need to purchase, uh, you know, to start doing research. I mean, the best thing to do is to, you know, research what niche you're going to get into, you know, try to think of it as a brand. Don't try to think of it as a product. I mean, everyone goes in and says, I just want to sell products and make money. Cash flow is great, but cash flow doesn't last. So the best thing to do is to build an actual product that, you know, um, would, you know, it solves someone's problems, you know, so, you know, if someone has a problem and, you know, you want to, want to solve their problem you just don't want to sell you know markers i mean it's great if you want to sell thousands of markers that's great but you know you want to sell a product that actually that you can make some money off of and you can actually solve someone's problem and you can get some sort of a marketing angle with it you know um believe me there's so many sub niches that you can get that are very low competition and believe it or not a lot of people starting in europe like europe right now is wide open um america is you know the united states is a little bit competitive but everyone's running over to Europe. They're in Germany. Germany's the second largest market um, to the United States. So Germany's pretty cool, but you need to translate everything over. So I think Viral Launch, which was um, their launching service, they're like telling a lot of people, they're trying to get people you know, to, to actually start in Europe and uh, you know, try to uh, get a lot of translators because, you know, Initially, people who are in the United States, they go to Canada and then they go to like the United Kingdom. But actually, the largest is Germany. So it's a little bit of the language barrier that prevents people from switching over. But, um, you know, Amazon reached out to me to like go out there. I'm just not ready. It's all the cash flow. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm already in Canada. I just started selling in Canada and um, I just got a loan with TD Bank. So I got an equity line, which I'll be using for expanding. So if I can just get these two countries cranking, then I can go over to Europe. So if you really think about it, like a five, let's say you're getting $5,000 a month on one product and you hit all the countries, you can easily do like, you know, $50,000 a month. If you like easily, that's if your product is marketable in all the, all these countries. So if that's really not that difficult, but again, you want to kind of have some sort of a global brand. You know, something that's not just, you know, you know, cell phone cases that you want to sell because, you know, who the hell wants to like build a business all over again after, you know, you've been making all this money and then here comes a Chinese seller and then you're out, you know. But if you have these people on Instagram, Instagram is very popular, you know, and it's very powerful because it's free. Right now it's free, but, um, you know, you can build a following so good on Instagram 
Uh, I know friends of mine that just built so much, such following on Instagram, they just blew up, you know, and um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, you know. Amazon should be a, a tool to really catapult your, your brand. Do you uh, sell any of the same products on your own <clears throat> Shopify store as well? Actually, I have a Shopify store um, that I actually sell the products on. Cool. I, I, ha I have a separate Shopify store. I did that because I wanted to retarget them. Because what's, what's interesting is that now um, what we're using is chatbots. So, you know, you put an insert in a product and people will get the product and then they'll scan it with the many chat. Uh, the chatbots I use is many chat. And then basically you'll opt into my email list. I have like a thousand people that are opted in already. And um, as these, you know, customers receive your product, you can actually put them into different buckets. Here are the people who bought, you know, pencils. These are the people that bought, you know, uh, eyeglasses. And these are the people that bought like remote controls, let's say, right? So you can actually hit them up. So when they receive their product, you'd be like, oh, 15 of the people who bought pencils, you know, send them a message. Hey, did you guys receive our product? Yeah, great. You know, don't forget to leave a review. And that's powerful because people don't really leave reviews and it's hard to get reviews and Amazon really cracked down on fake reviews. So you can actually just send a little broadcast and boom, you'll get like five reviews. So that's really an, an awesome trick. And, you know, I have someone who does my Facebook ads for me because again, I can't do everything. You know, I'm running Google ads and Facebook ads. and It's just too much. So, I mean, eventually when you start scaling up, you need a team, you know, I have someone doing my Facebook ads. I have a friend of mine doing my social, you know, and you kind of like delegate because at the end of the day, you know, Damon John and uh, Russell Brunson, all these guys, they don't, they have a team, right? So they know what they're doing, but at the end of the day, you know, you can't be doing everything at once. So that's what I started doing. I started, you know, hiring people. Okay. You do my Facebook ads, you do my retargeting for all my, you know, my brands, and then what you can do is you can actually create a custom audience after you have like more than like, I would say 800 people on ManyChat. And then as people leave Amazon, you're retargeting them with your Shopify store on the product that they bought. And that's really powerful because now you're all over the place and people think you're huge. Mm -hmm. I agree. So they're like, wow, this company is really big. Look, he's following me all over the internet, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's powerful. That, that's branding. You know, well, uh, yeah. that's the first part of branding. <laughs> Second part yeah. is the customer service, but that goes yeah. along with everything. And uh, speaking of which, so when you're doing Amazon FBA, I know that you have to still be doing your own customer service um, and you have a mm -hmm. team doing that, I'm assuming. Um, yes. Is that a yeah, big, I have a VA. Yep. Is that, is that any bit of a struggle dealing with that kind of stuff or is it pretty streamlined? Not really. It's a lot, of e it's a lot easier than high ticket e-com, believe me what I'm telling you. I think at e-com, I'm dealing with freight, you know, it's, you know, where's my, where'd my, you know, pallet show up, it's, you know, damages, stuff like that. Amazon, it's really minor stuff, you know, if it, if it arrives damaged, usually Amazon reimburses, stuff like that, you know, they, they reimburse with certain things, but, uh, you know, customer service is nothing on the level of, of uh, you know, having a Shopify store. As far as uh, price point goes, are you mostly selling things in the lower price point categories under $100 or are you also selling things um, under 100 Yeah, I'm selling stuff under 100 for now. Um, the problem with selling anything over 100 is cash flow because, you know, MOQ with anything over 100 is usually like 250 <laughs> yeah. So 
you know, any, like, that's like, think about it. Like you sell something for a hundred and you need like 200 or 250, do the math. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting up to that. And believe it or not, like if any of you out there listening have money in the bank sitting there, go for the products that are a hundred dollars and up because no one, there's no competition. Believe me what I'm telling you. So, you know, the $30 products are great. And like, eventually I have an entire plan of, you know, ramping up because I, I have, I just need more money because I have ideas. I just need the cash flow really to like hit, uh, execute on the different, you know, brands and products that I want to, to, to hit. But, um, Hey, there's people that are selling $30 products and they make tons of money. I mean, everyone's selling, you know, $30 is like the real, like, I guess it's like two or three products. You get like three products that are like $30 each and you get like 25 sales a day. You got a seven figure business. Pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much the formula. It's basic math. You know, you have like, and think about it, like 20 sales a day is not difficult if you're selling a product. My products are in the like upper 30s to $40 ranges. And like, you know, it's really not that difficult to do if you hit a couple of countries. Like, think about it. Like, and everything's pretty much centralized on Amazon. All you do is hit the drop down menu. You go to Amazon Canada, you go to Amazon Germany. Like, you know, your cell phone will even show you sales from Amazon Canada. So, um, it's possible. You can do it. Think about it. $10,000 per product. And you multiply that one product times five countries. That's 50 grand. And you do like 25, 30% margin. I'm being very conservative because you're going to spend money on pay-per-click and advertising. Like that's pretty, that's pretty easy to do if you do it the right way. Excellent. Yeah, I was just about to ask that actually with the margins versus so you said 25, 30% on average. Is that's, that I'm being conservative. Usually the margins are like 40 to 50%. My margins are like 50%. But if someone really sucks at like pay-per-click and they're, they don't like doing PPC and you got to learn the whole learning curve, like just think about it. Like you, even on, on the low end, like even if you do a lot of like, like the Shopify, um, you know, AliExpress stores, like you're doing 10% margin after Facebook ads, you know, like you could do way more than that doing, you know, less volume and less headaches uh, doing that on Amazon. But again, you got to find the right product and you need the right photographs, you know, copy, all that stuff, you know, um, there's a whole method to do it. Speaking of which, uh, do you have any uh, suggestions for niche selection that people can take and run with? Um, any maybe unique things that you've come up with? You can go to sub niches. Like, um, I'd have to show you on the computer, but you can go to bestsellers, but I kind of go like the, to like these, you can go to like different sub, sub, sub niches, you know, like, you know, kombucha kits, stuff like that, you know, make your own kombucha, like these real, real niche, niche, niche type stuff like that you can do. Um, I'm in housewares, so I'm in like a really bizarre, like, you know, category, um, that's super low, you know, low comp. But, um, you know, it's, there's just so much you can, there's just so many products on Amazon. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty interesting diving down into the product categories and see how deep they go sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you know, you know, what's funny though. Branding makes a big, 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 big thing. Cause my friend, I told my friend my brand and he's like, wow, that sounds really expensive. So mm. like, don't, you know, if you're going to create a brand, think about it. Like you're going to look at this name like for a long time and you want it to sound pretty like awesome. Cool. 
Awesome. Yeah. So uh, as far as building the business goes and scaling, what have been some of your biggest struggling points? Um, you know, the things you've had to kind of get over the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome along the way. Uh, it's cash flow. It's okay. like the, the biggest thing. I mean, I wish someone would be like, Hey Leo, here's all the money in the world. and uh, Just do it. Like it's really cash flow and really having a team that knows what they're doing. Cause I have, uh, you know, my, my VA, like she is, killer with ppc um it's really like also to find like i learn a lot of stuff from my vas i'm the first one to say like you know i'm, I'm coming out with a program and i'm gonna have my vas do a lot of my modules too because they're running my business you know a lot of these gurus are like oh you know i know everything you know i'm the one who's gonna write my program you know i'm a real business i'm not one of those guys that'll be like hey i know everything there's probably people making way more than me but at the end of the day my you know, my team runs my business. So, you know, I have one, you know, VA and she's killer with PPC. And when I hired her, like I didn't hire her for Amazon. I hired her because I needed her to run my high ticket dropshipping store. And she kind of like convinced me. She's like, Hey, you know, you should do Amazon. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do Amazon. She's like, but yeah, but you should do Amazon. And then I found out who she worked for. She worked for like this guy doing $30 million on Amazon. And I'm like, whoa, like she worked for this guy and like she's giving me inside like tips on how she ran PPC. Like she was doing some crazy numbers managing PPC. And that's a really powerful thing because the people that you hire, they probably work for like jerks, most likely. Like a lot of the people that hire a lot of people from the Philippines, they're really not nice people. And, you know, I like to treat people how they treat me. And um, a lot of the people that I hired really uh our assets and they really knew a lot so i picked up a lot of things from her and you know not to say that you know she knows a lot more than me but she knows a lot of things that i would never be able to learn from the inside of dealing with a seven figure or eight figure actually eight figure seller because we're doing like 30 million i know who the guy was so um you know these are things that you just will never you'll never learn because you, they're on the inside you know and you'd be surprised. You, you hire a lot of these VAs and they can teach you a lot of things. You know, you can, you know, and, and everything, you know, I, I kind of like, uh, you know, I kind of like give thanks to the law of attraction because that's kind of like what helped me out. You know, when I was uh, looking for good people and I went through a couple of bad ones and, you know, again, you're not going to find the perfect person, but, you know, when you hire, you know, help. Uh, you got to screen them and you got to go through a couple of them until you find a couple of diamonds in the rough, you know? Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's there's nothing more powerful than having a nice team to help you out that uh, that can support your needs as a business owner <laughs> as well as teach you some cool stuff. That is awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah, she, she does really well. Um, and uh, like I said, I mean, that's really, you know, learning the whole system. It's a big system. Um, I still don't know everything. Obviously, I'm, you know, I wouldn't say that I know everything, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I do pretty well in what I could teach people. Actually, I have two friends of mine. One of them um, was selling, uh, he was a wholesaler and uh, something happened with his supply chain and he wanted to start selling on Amazon and I helped him out. And now he's doing like 40000 a month on there, which is pretty good. And he's like crushing it. He has like no competition, which is amazing. He's selling some bizarre stuff too. Uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so what are some of the biggest tips you can give somebody who's just starting out with Amazon FBA, maybe some hacks or something like that to get them up and running fast um, and successful faster? 
Uh, I would def if you don't know Facebook ads, hire someone to do Facebook ads for you and set up ManyChat for sure. Like you need to do that because you got to get reviews. You can't ask your friends anymore. Like it'll it'll work like for maybe a few couple of products, but you need to have a dynamite product. Make sure that your product is so good that like you even love it. Like I see some of my products and I'm like, wow, I'm in love with my product. You could just look at something expensive. If you go to Louis Vuitton, I was I love Louis Vuitton because my wife loves Louis Vuitton. So every time she, I ask her, for, you know, what she wants for her birthday, she's like, I want a Louis Vuitton first. So I go in there and I'm like, wow, this is an experience. And I look at the actual product. I like the packaging. I like the box, like that's what you want to do. So when you receive it and you open it up, the people are going to be blown away from your packaging, from the quality. Then they're already blown away from the presentation. When they get to the product, they'll be blown away even more. So you, all your product will have five-star stellar reviews. All my products have five-star reviews. Like my customers love my products. They love the quality. So that's what I really would um, – you know, recommend to people like you really need to blow your, your customer's socks off with your product and your packaging and the presentation and the name, like just create an experience for them because when they come back, they're going to come back and they're going to buy two more and three more and they're going to tell their friends because guess what, you know, depending on your target market, my target market is moms. They spend a lot of money. I mean, my wife's on there all the time. She's like, Oh, I bought this today and it's great. You know, I'm like, why did you buy that? We had one already, but, but this one's this color, you know? So like moms are great to target. I target moms because they spend money. Um, and moms are like, you really need to impress them. Like my wife will look at something and be like, oh, this is crap. I'm like, okay. So I'll, I'll put it in front. Like, what do you think of this? I love this. This is great. I was like, all right. So, you know, I'm, I'm like running to my mom's house, my sister's house. I'm showing my wife. I'm showing her friends. So that's kind of, you know, it is like my test subjects for my products, you know? That's pretty awesome. Very, very smart. <laughs> yeah. Women definitely like to shop online, no doubt. Shop offline yeah. as well, obviously. <laughs> yep. That's great. Um, so, uh, Leo, you've dropped so much knowledge. You guys, if you are interested in finding more out about Leo and um, his training and stuff like that, getting coaching from him, Leo, where can people find you? Uh, you can join. I don't have a program out yet, but um, I'm working on it. With, I'm, I'm so slammed, but I'll help anyone as much as they want. Um, our Facebook group is Amazon uh, FBA and dropshipping for entrepreneurs. Um, you know, we, I offer a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be giving a lot of content about actually how to build a brand. It's not your typical, you know, cookie cutter, like you see on there with, you know, get a product thrown on there and make money. Um, I'm going to have, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, coaching, like group coaching, like a lot, they don't offer that with Amazon. We're going to have some group coaching coming on. I'm actually going to um, have a friend of mine. He's uh, awesome at building brands. Uh, he's also going to offer some coaching as well. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I'd be more than happy to help people. It's a big opportunity, man. It's uh, Amazon's all over. Got it. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, you heard it from me. Uh, go check out the Facebook group, Amazon FBA for entrepreneurs. And I'll make sure I link to that in the description of the YouTube video and the podcast as well. So you guys can find that really easily. Get in the group. And yeah, like Leo was saying, this is not a get rich quick scheme. This is a do it right and do it for the long term and build for the long term scheme. So make sure you understand that before you get into it. Just like any. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like an overnight. I would say, you know, and I'm being totally honest with you, you're probably going to spend money on pay-per-click. You know, you got to launch products, you know, 
it's really a marathon, not a sprint. You know, if you want to just, you know, get something quick, it's really, this is not for you. Like you're building an actual brand. Uh, you know, it took me a good like six months before I started making a profit. So just, you know, just to, especially now with getting, gaining like reviews, um, it takes some time, but it's really, really worth it once it's all set up, you know? Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Amazon's a big, 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 big website. And honestly, they're probably just going to keep growing. So, um, definitely a good time to get into it yep, right for now. Sure. <laughs> all right, Leo. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me.